Welcome to the Peace and Purpose Podcast. This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only. It should not be considered medical, nutritional, psychological, or any other form of advice. If you need specific advice, please consult a professional. Hey, everyone. Chance, what's up, my man? What's up, man? Hello, listeners. How are y'all doing? Hope you had a wonderful week. Yes, we hope that you can reflect back on your week and to see uh, joy and butterflies. Um, so, today, um, gave you a little bit of teaser about the episode. Um, there are certain things that are fundamental about the human experience. And um, I'm curious, you know, to see how we can actually change those, we're going to call them, beliefs today in order to have us and help us to feel better and to help us to continue to grow in, as a person in a way that um, benefits our moods and benefits our day-to-day life. Um, so today we're going to be talking about beliefs and we're going to look specifically at beliefs that are self-defeating or beliefs that do not serve us. But before we get into that, Chance, let's let's do our uh, do our episode recap, or you know, about the last week. So, Chance, you wanted to update us about your nails. Yeah, weekly recap. Um, no improvement. So, but but the Amazon order is coming in. Not to worry. Um, once that comes in the mail, I think we'll ha- we will have some more. We'll have some good news there. So the the nail biting has not uh, is not improved any but I haven't used that product yet. So hopefully next week we'll have some good news there. Great. Oh, also, meditation. I meditated today. It was great. Another thing for y'all, it's not, I wouldn't say it's recommended or something you would want to strive for, but sometimes my meditation turns into a 10-minute nap, and I'll be honest, it's a really great nap. Like I said, I'm not promoting (laughs) the nap portion, but you know if you lay down and maybe you're that tired, it's good for relaxing to maybe, and I know a part of the meditation is to, there's some sleep ones, so I know that in, in many cases, that's what it's used for. So, um, figured I'd share that as well. Meditation's going well. Corbin? Yeah, well, and there's some actually some acute techniques for that. I don't want to get too deep into it, but um, as far as if you're feeling super um, anxious or if you're just feeling, you know, like sometimes you feel like super energetic, but you're trying to go to sleep. Um, I don't know if you have that problem, Chance, but, you know, sometimes I find myself, like, if, I, if I've had a really busy day, um, an alternative way to use meditation or an alternative, actually, technique is progressive muscle relaxation. I don't know if we've talked about it on on the podcast, but um, a side benefit of meditation is if you, you know, can move up through your body, like, say, start at your toes and just really focus and use that mindfulness muscle that you've been building through meditation to just relax your toes completely. And then you slowly work back up your body, one muscle group at a time. And it's very relaxing. It sort of puts your mind at ease and helps you to go off into a nice slumber. So so that that is a, a technique that people use. Um, I, I had a meditation experience this week. So um, there's... At the school I've been going to, there is a nice little section where it's just like this lush green grass. Like there's a, there's a like a shade tree. Like there's like all the all the bells and whistles that you want to be like outside and grounded in that in nature. Um, and I went out the other day 
sort of as like a nice study break or a work break. Maybe you guys can think about doing this as well if you feel, you know, sort of like your brain is just fried at work. I went outside and I laid down on the grass and I did a meditation. And it just took me to a completely different place from where I normally go when I'm sitting like indoors or even outside but not, you know, laying on the grass. And it just gave me like this visceral feeling of disconnectedness, um, which felt really good. And I hadn't done, I haven't done too much of that meditation wise, certainly not as much as just sitting inside. So that was a really cool Corbin, experience. You, Corbin, you've got me wanting to try the outside experience. I've actually, I never thought about it. I've always meditated pretty much on my floor inside. So I'll yeah. have to check that out. I like that. And if you really want to feel grounded, go out there barefooted and like just like be. In the grass, there's something I can't even explain the feeling, but it's it's really cool. For sure, I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, man. So that's my update on that. Chance, you got anything else you'd like to tell them about? But otherwise, we can get into the content. But is there something else? That's all I got off the top of my head. I'll hand it back over to you. Sweet, bro. Okay. So this week, oh, yes, one more thing. Oh, yeah. yes. Please take a second, y'all. Going to pause the. Uh, pause the podcast and kind of reflect on you know where you've been in the multitude of the episodes that we've created so far so take a second pause it see you know how you're doing with meditation um spirituality um the daily mood log if you if you've tried those different things just take a second reflect on it see if it is benefiting your life see if your stress has um has fluctuated in a positive way so but otherwise hand it back over to you all right, now I feel like this I'm is doing the honor. Presentation. No, no chance. I feel like I'm doing Do a presentation now. I keep handing it back over to you. Okay, so so honor system, guys. Did you pause it? You guys are the only ones that know. You know, honor system. Me and me and Chance <laughs> will never know. So you know, <laughs> is that, uh, is that like, a Boy you'll, Scout you'll, thing? The honor system? Uh, no, I think it's just a general thing. Um, we they are supposed to be trustworthy and stuff, but. You know, honor system about whether you pause it or not to get your reflection. Anywho, <laughs> so this week, as I teased before, we're talking about beliefs. So this is a pretty core thing to the human experience, like I said, and it's what we believe to be true in the world. What Specifically today, I think we're going to talk more about what what needs to be true for us to be happy, almost, in a lot of ways. Um. And we're going to be examining beliefs. We're going to be getting, I'm going to be asking chance questions, a similar format to last episode, and getting deep within, a little bit deeper in his psyche um, to see what his, like a chain, like a train of thoughts from chance. And then we're going to go back and look at them and we're going to locate some self defeating beliefs. And we're going to put those through a process, but we'll talk about that when we get there. So, chance, um, Last week, the Daily Mood Log. Do you have that pulled up where you can uh, look at it? I've got it. We're there. And Chance, I sent you a um, document with self-defeating beliefs in it. Just some example beliefs. Uh, did you receive that, and do you have that on hand? I've got it. We're good to go. Awesome. Awesome, man. So, what thoughts do you have on the Mood Log? Let's, let's, let's recap a couple of those, and then we're going to dig into... We're going to make... I want you to choose the one that is most interesting to you. But first, recap them all for the viewers. Recap. So, just to make sure I'm, I'm 
correct here. I'm reviewing what I talked about last time, so I'm going to yes. go through it. Correct just me if just I'm wrong. the faults, though. The um, thoughts. Okay. If we go through, through well, the, well, actually, go, go through the triggering experience as well, and yeah, just just recap the whole thing so we can get the context. So the main situation was putting up blackout curtains in my apartment, and just was having some difficulty with it with the putting screws in the wall because it was no two by fours. It became something I thought should take five minutes or so. Took an hour. And I was very frustrated. And what we had got from it, kind of to break it down, was my, uh, I forget the terminology, but it was, my verbiage was, this is taking an hour when it should take five minutes. And I felt a 95% feeling towards that. Um, Some of my feelings with that were upset, anger, frustrated, inferior, disappointed. Um, I think that covers the bulk of it. Okay, cool. Um, were there any other th- any other thoughts that we did identify, or did we stop at the one? I think we stopped at the one. Okay, stopped at the one. Great. Um, yeah, probably for time purposes. So, chance we're looking today at chances one negative thought. And next, we're going to do this technique. It's called the downward arrow technique. So you start with that negative thought the chance had the. This should have taken me five minutes, but it took me an hour. And the technique is based on the premise that we're going to get to the root of why that thought bothers Chance. And we're going to go down a process of layered thoughts. And at the end, we're going to identify a couple of beliefs that Chance may have that we're noticing because of the thoughts he was having. So maybe we can illustrate it and get that point across to you. So when you're doing this, um, let's start with that first thought. So Chance, can you say the first thought again? Yeah, so I, the first thought, uh, frustration. No, 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 not not feeling, the the thought, the the five minutes. This is, this is, this should, (laughs) I already got this. This is taking me an hour when it should take me five minutes. Okay. So why why would that thought be upsetting to you? Because it felt like a waste of time. Okay. It felt like my time wasn't valued. Okay, so it felt like a waste of time. So if that were true, what would that mean to you? Um... Let let me maybe ask you a better question. So, why is you wasting your time upsetting to you? Because time's valuable, man. Mm -hmm. There's so there's so many opportunities in life to do so many different things with your time. Oh, and Chance, are you writing these down real quick, like just scribbling them? I am now. Okay, cool. So, because we want to look back and see if we can. view any beliefs in there. So, Chance's initial thought was that it should have taken him five minutes, but it took him an hour. Um, And your next thought, why is that upsetting for you? That's because you felt like you were wasting your time, right? Correct. And that's upsetting to you because time is valuable. Correct. Okay. Okay. Um... You losing time because of the value, because it's valuable, that bothers you. 
So what what could you be doing with your time that is um, would be a better use? Oh man, I can name a ton of things. Uh huh. Should I list them off? Yeah, just th- list the one that sticks out to you the most. I mean, it, I guess it depends on the time of day. I mean, I I have somewhat of a structure. If it was light outside, you know, I could have been outside exercising. If it was, you know, I don't know. I could have maybe hung out with Brenda. I could have been... I think I was going home to see Mom at the time. So I was not necessarily rushed, but I kind of had it planned out to where I could get everything done, get the blackout curtains up, and get in the car and get there with some reasonable amount of time to kind of get there and have a few hours to relax before I went to sleep. Okay. Okay. So I think honestly we've, we've come to the end of that thought. Um, and I'm looking at this common self-defeating beliefs piece and I'm one is sticking out to me in particular about your thought process. Do you, do you know which one I'm talking about? Can you, can you read my mind? I wish I could right now. So the one I'm thinking of is performance perfectionism. And it's the the belief that I um, must never fail or make a mistake. Seems pretty accurate. I'm trying to find it. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, it, it's number one, actually. Um, do, do you relate with that, or, or what do you think about that? Yeah, it's it's interesting to observe and consider because obviously, you know, when you read it, it's like everyone's going to fail. And I've even learned things on how failing is a good thing and people go, why is failing a good thing? But the reality of it is if you want to get better and learn things, some of the most, uh, what would be the word, successful people that have achieved some of the greatest things have been through the biggest failures to get where they're at. So Right. It's interesting to see how sometimes my thoughts don't align with, I wouldn't say don't align with my beliefs, but that the emotion within the moment can overwhelm my thinking to validate it. Well, to me, it sounds like there's some part of you that believes that you shouldn't make mistakes. Like that you you don't have... Like, it's unacceptable to make mistakes, almost. It's it's interesting you mention it, because thinking of it surface level, I'm like, well, that would make no sense, Chance. Like, obviously, everybody's going to make a mistake. But then, as I observe my life, and when I do make mistakes, I do get onto myself probably more than the average person. So, logically hearing it and agreeing with it, it makes doesn't make any sense that I would think that I would never make a mistake, but I guess making, but I get what you're saying. No, I, yeah, it's like, it's, it's since it's, since we're imperfect and we know we're going to make mistakes, setting up a belief that we need to be perfect and otherwise we're going to chastise ourselves leads to us being unhappy a lot of the time. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. It like, we're like, I, by I a, was, by I a, was unhappy when I was trying to put those up. Yeah. Like, by holding that be- that underlying belief being the basis for the feelings you were having. 
like list the feelings off again, would you? Let's see, we got we got upset, angry, frustrated, inferior, disappointed. Yeah. Man, those are some negative emotions. Some negative emotions, and I think at least partially, I mean, the belief, the the thought wouldn't be upsetting to you if you didn't believe that you had to be perfect. Like, if you didn't believe that you, and perfect, what even is perfect about putting up um, blackout curtains? Like, is five minutes perfect? Like, and if you don't get five minutes, even though you had nothing to back that, and we talked about that last week, your your perfectionism was like, you know, bad chance, you know, and now you're scolding yourself, and then you're upset with your, you're sort of blaming yourself, and you're frustrated that you don't feel that you're good enough, because the only thing in your mind that's good enough is perfection, never making a mistake. Because anytime you don't do that, you chastise yourself, and you're angry with yourself. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, truly analyze my thought process, because one thing about myself is I have a tough time accepting the, I wouldn't say the flaws, but like the long-term ingrained flaws that are within me. So I'm trying to take it, take it all in, and see if I truly agree. Because and I, th- I think that's maybe it, a, like I think that's maybe a projection of your perfectionism. You don't want to accept that there are flaws there because you know you'll beat up on yourself. Maybe see, but I'm trying to, and you know, like I said, you know, he, and this could this is good for reflection. So I'm trying to maybe this will continue the conversation i'm trying to think in certain areas of life mistakes i I don't yeah i normally get frustrated about every mistake even if it's little things huh yeah because i was i was trying to make the you know the alternative point but like i'll be playing basketball and miss a and miss a shot or something but see those those aren't nearly as bad Right, I'm but like but regardless, you up. but regardless, you still have that tendency to be frustrated about it, right? Like there's still a little bit of yeah, there's still just a little bit of hey, that was hey, you could have done better there. Yeah, which I mean, I could see that making you like dissatisfied on the long term, you know, because like anytime you don't, because it's rare that we do something perfectly. Yeah, if I underperform or... Yeah. It's like to what what standard? Like, perfectionism, we... And even from a theological standpoint, in a lot of senses, from at least the, the Western religions, um, we're not... This is... We're not... This is an epiphany. We're not built... We're not built to um, to be perfect. We're not... We're imperfect is people. It, is that the right word I'm using? Yeah, here? yeah. Epiphany. Ep- epiphany. Yep, yep. So this is crazy. Was it was it a big was it a light bulb moment for you? No, I was. I, well, yeah, yes. Okay, that's one thing I got to work on this podcast. Every time Corbin says something, when I say no initially, it's like a, almost like an okay. I have to work on that. Yes, I do that sometimes. I don't know if I've done that on the podcast, but I notice myself I do doing it that too all the time. <laughs> and it's not me saying. Yeah. it is me saying no, but it's not the intention of me. Yeah, it's disagreeing it's not the or meaning. neglecting what was said. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I accept what you said. That's my filler word. It's not the meaning we typically associate with no. Like correct. it's it's your but own re- it's your own rhetoric. Like it's yes. Yeah, I use the correct verbiage there. I know. What um, you, I know. No, what you mean. it's it's intriguing. As soon as you said it, I was like, 
you know, I've spilt dishes or something before, and I didn't care. And I was like, yeah, I did care. I was mad. I was like, you just wasted your time. Now you got to clean all this up. Or, or uh, I've played basketball before and missed a layup or something. And I've been fine. I'm like, no, you should have made the layup. And I'm trying to think of a situation where I'm like, oh, you made a mistake. And you're, yeah, it was whatever. But yeah. really? There's, there might be something, but it's me wanting to find something. It's me not being okay with accepting the whole aspect of I do, I guess. I, well, it's hard to admit. I, I guess I do have a issue with perfectionism. So, Wow. But hey, That's hey, great. we're learning. This is great. So see see a breakthrough here on the podcast. Wow. Y'all witnessed it. Y'all witnessed it. I wouldn't say live. <laughs> First hand right. here on the podcast. You got you guys. And this were... wasn't this wasn't prepared. I'm not no. reading a script. <laughs> reading? Did I say that right, Corbin? On the script? No. I'm just <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, well, Chance. See, I, his his script said ha ha, but yeah, that, that works. and I said ha ha ha. I think it sounded more like a ha. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, oh, yeah, man. our our screenwriters are gonna be very upset with us now that I messed up on the ha ha ha, and then he broke character yeah. and asked if the if he Dang. said the script right. Yeah. Our, well, now they now they know we're reading off a script this I whole know. time. Well, the, the tell sorry the teleprompter actually just malfunctioned in the, in the room I'm recording in. <laughs> See, it's not my fault. I don't say the nose. They prompt me to say them. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, dif- diffusion of blame. <laughs> Definitely. Anyways, back on track. That was that was a good time there. Y- All right. Oh. Yeah, but. Actually, and this is a side note today, and Chance, I'm so like proud of you for being able to like get to know yourself and then have a little bit of self-acceptance, you know? Because that's like, even, it's like double the perfectionist tendency, because the first layer is you noticing your perfection, like perfectionism in you not being able to make the time on the blackout curtains. And then the second thing about perfectionism is with you being okay with realizing that you're imperfect in the fact that you are, you do have perfectionist tendencies, you know, like that's not perfect that you have that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's sort of like a double entendre. I'm not sure if I'm using that phrase correctly, but it's like, it's like got two layers to it of, of perfectionism, I guess. Um, yeah. But a story for me this morning. So I was on the way and this connects I to like per- stories. This, this, yeah, this connects to my, perfectionism. I think we all have a little bit of this tendency, and I, I certainly have it as well. Um, so I was on the way to school today, and I consider myself to be an expert at eating cereal while I drive. This this, 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 this probably is... <laughs> we're n- not promoting this. Yeah, we're not promoting this, and... But, anyways. Yeah. yeah um, what kind of cereal are you eating, out of curiosity? I'm, I'm a Cheerios man. Okay. I'm a Cheerios, okay. man. I'm a Cheerios, okay. There you I'm go. a Cheerios, I think it's the whole grain blend. I don't, it's like, it comes whole in grain. a purple box. Okay. Yeah, so so it comes in a purple box, and they're like different, they're slightly different colors, but anyway, it tastes a hundred times better than the, like, regular Cheerios in the yellow box, like the golden yellow box. I'm dead, so if you guys do, maybe even if you don't like Cheerios, I don't know, this one might be worth stepping out on a ledge for. If you're not a Cheerios person, I want to say maybe I've tried these at your house. I probably stole them. Yeah, I didn't steal them. 
Yeah, the, I borrowed. Th- they're good. They're good. <laughs> you borrowed them. Yeah, you're. I you're, approve uh, if they're the ones I'm thinking about. Your your GI track just borrowed them for the day. Okay. Um, Ex- there you go. Anyway, but I accidentally nudged the. I had the cereal bowl sitting on my console, and I had just a little bit left in it, and I bumped it with my elbow, and it made a home in my passenger seat. Um. And and the milk just made a thank gosh it wasn't it wasn't cow's milk because I think it would have smelled pretty bad, but it was just um, it would have been harder to get the smell out. But it was almond milk um, since I'm preppy, I guess. And um, I had this moment bringing it back to perfectionism, where normally I felt I would feel like any other time I've done this in my my entire life of or my career of eating food in the car, and I spill it, you know, naturally. This time, I didn't... There was a slight urge to come down on myself, and then I didn't. I didn't get angry. I didn't get frustrated or anything. Like, and I want to share this. This is the perfect time to highlight on yours. That had, like, pretty much never happened to me before. Like, usually I would get angry at myself if I spilled something like that. But today... Uh, this morning I did not, and I'm really proud of that. Um, that let me know that I'm making progress with my meditation and making progress with not a so not being my thoughts, but observing my thoughts and realizing that my thoughts are things that come through me. They aren't me. Um, I'm like not personalizing them, and I'm getting to know myself better through meditation and journaling and all that sort of thing. Um, so I'm just really proud to share that. Hey, I'm proud of you on that. It. Well, I was. I was. Uh, imagining that happening to me as you said it well I was imagining it happened to you and I was like dang I'd have been really really upset if that would have happened then I was like wow it's not a good reaction but see I, I'm proud of you Corbin thanks That's man great steps great steps in the right direction yeah thanks I really appreciate it uh, and it was just a really nice feeling to not be upset in that moment um so I was pretty proud of that so chance to keep the ball rolling here with your with your perfectionism um, we'll call it uh, performance perfectionism. You see that self-defeating belief on the chart, and we will attach this in um, on the Facebook page. So we we do have a Facebook page now, and we'll talk more about that at the end. Um, Heck yeah! But um, the so we have self self-defeating beliefs. Okay, so from here we've got our self-defeating belief. Chance, what we're going to do now is I want you to write type out the self-defeating belief that you have. Um, Performance perfectionism. Go ahead and type that out. And once you do that, we're going to make two lists here. There's going to be one list. If you can do columns, that works. If not, that's fine. We're going to have a list of advantages, and we're going to have a list of disadvantages of holding this belief. Okay. It's a chance to get that typed out. So, Chance, what are some advantages that um, you would have from this belief. And before we get started, what's going to happen is we're going to list out all these advantages, and then I'm going to have Chance um, give scores for the advantages and disadvantages. So it's going to be out of 100, and the two like the two numbers have to add up to be 100. So if the advantages outweigh the disadvantages slightly... The advantages would have like a 60, and the disadvantages would have a 40. 
And these scores are going to help us to understand whether we need to modify the belief or leave it as it is. So, Chance is... Okay. Chance is typing... A good advantage of him having performance perfectionism is because he feels that he is going to be more driven to achieve what he sets his mind to. And I think that's wonderfully valid. Um, What other advantages do you have? And you can say them out loud, too, as you type them. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it, too. I was just... um, I was just thinking of the other advantages of performance perfectionism. Yeah. Um, Well, it doesn't necessarily matter all of the different how many things, but it's more... Because at the end, you could have more, technically more advantages than you have disadvantages just by number of comments, but the disadvantages outweigh the advantages or vice versa. Um, okay. So it's not necessarily a gotcha. number of comments that you make, but that is sort of like our reference guide. Okay. Another one I put was 100% commitment. Uh, mm-hmm. I was trying to imagine sports in the sense of it's like, I want to use every ounce of ability I have to make sure that, to ensure that I do my best at not failing. Okay. Okay. And you think that your perfectionism sort of keeps you accountable to that commitment? I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Well, and I guess a great question is, just in general, is does having a perfectionist, perfectionist personality actually cause you to be more effective in, achieve, in achieving goals? Like, like, I don't know. This is your list but like like is that a causation like perfectionism equals likelihood of achievement like do they correlate it's it's interesting you mentioned that i'm i'm trying to to feel that out and because i've never been posed with this thought before so i'm really curious of how i how i think hmm let's go to the disadvantages Yeah, man, sounds good. Sounds good to me. Um, So disadvantages of being a performance perfectionism. Stress. It's stressful, yeah. You don't enjoy the little moments. Wow. So, no, I thought about it too, though. Because I was like, the whole cereal situation. (laughs) Yeah. I imagine it it being one of those where, to amplify the situation, say... You're at a stage in life where you have three kids. They're like they're in the back seat, and you know they're talking, they're singing, da da da. You can't decide if you're in like frustrated mood because you got so much going on, because you got this responsibility and that, and you're taking this kid here and this and that, and you've got stuff to do. And sorry, I always bring kids in there. I feel like they can they can be amazing moments or stressful moments. That's why I utilize it. And I actually saw a family today. Anyways. Um, and you know, you spill your bowl of cereal and you're like, it's music blaring. This is going on. So-and-so's talking about this. So, and it's just like overwhelming. And it's almost like that movie painted picture scene. And it's like, but imagine if you took the Corbin perspective where you're like, Hey, that's all right. I've got, you know, a lot of great things going on here. And it's almost just a mind of changing perspective. Um, no, that's yeah, so cool, though. yeah, you're 
and if you release your your just like need to to be perfect all the time and to to handle situations perfectly you you take your focus off of being perfect and put your focus on being present you know with 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 your kids regardless of say that say can we get that line again yeah what was that if you, you if you, yeah <laughs> if you can take your focus off of being perfect you can then put your focus on being present boom mic drop yeah it's if it wasn't in a stand you could drop it it's a change of focus it it's a change of belief chance is your belief that in order for your life to be good you need to be perfect or is it that you need to be present? I think if we can make that fundamental shift, then your quality of life will go up. That's my opinion. I like this. This is great. Um, disadvantages. Yeah. I would be less stressful because I would not expect less of myself, but I would be okay if I messed up. I understand that I'm human. Yeah. Um. Oh, like I said, you en- you enjoy the little moments. You know, those... Where you messed up, and you instead of me getting frustrated, I could laugh and say, "Hey, now I'm just going to put pins in my blackout curtains." So that's the, funny. So the disadvantage is that you can't. There's less enjoyment because you're upset with yourself. I was looking at it, and I could be. I was looking at advantages being. If I have the perfectionism, what are my advantages of having the perfectionism and the disadvantages? Yeah, no, that's to... that's right. Like disadvantages of having the perfectionism. Yeah, that's that's yeah. right. What did you say again? I was saying a disadvantage of perfectionism is that you you aren't able to enjoy yourself because you're beating yourself up. That would be Isn't that what you said a minute ago? Cuz like it's it's a disadvantage. It's it's not a good thing to be beating yourself up and not being able to enjoy things. So that'd be a disadvantage of being of trying to be perfect all the time. Correct. I'm trying to wrap this around my head now. That that's okay. Like and like we said, this is the first, you know, all these exercises, like last week and this week, um, this is the first time chance of seeing any of these exercises. So this is all new all new material for him. We like the authentic content. We to do. To tell you the truth, too, we we try not to edit too much either. We edit occasionally, but we really don't edit that much. This is pretty much completely unedited. I mean, we want we very want seldomly you pull anything out. So continuing with where you're going. Sorry, I should I continue with this? I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, of some continue other continue disad- with advantages and disadvantages and get everything out that you can think of. And then we're gonna Dis- then we're gonna do the numbers at the end. Okay, a disadvantages could be. And this might be extreme, but I could get lazy because I didn't have as much drive as I used to. I wouldn't expect okay. as much out of myself. So that that would be advantages of perceived perfectionism: the fact that it keeps you from being lazy. Okay. Or that's what you you think of it at least in your con- concept of it. I I have a challenge for that thought, though. Okay. Let's that hear it. my challenge is that you being so self-critical is actually exhausting to you, and it decreases your ability to 
continue to pursue to pursue things and to be be effective with your time. Now I agree. Now you know what I'm saying. Like there, it's a different it's a different lens on that. But I I mean I think a more accurate lens. But you, I think the rule with a lot of these techniques is it can't come from the person that is sort of leading the technique. It has to come from the person doing the self-reflection. Because at the end of the day, Chance, um, you know yourself better than I know you. You know, we all know ourselves so intimately. Like, we know our thoughts. We're in our heads all day. Um, But sometimes we don't want, one, to admit things to ourselves or to feel certain ways that we feel like we shouldn't feel. And then we even have, like, thought processes that we have unconsciously aligned with those beliefs. Like, like that, that, like that you're coming up with a lot of these advantages. Maybe that's your subconscious primal brain trying to defend that belief. I was thinking about that. That was kind of cool. Because, because, because if you build your, you know, your self-esteem or your, like your, your framework for enjoying life on the fact that to enjoy life you need to be perfect, you, you don't necessarily want to lose that belief, even subconsciously. Even if we're talking about it here and from a logical perspective, you're probably, people are probably thinking, yeah, it doesn't make, you even said earlier, it doesn't make sense to try to be perfect, you know, we learn from failure, we're imperfect, we know that, but on a subconscious level, we sort of protect our beliefs. Even if they don't serve us. Hey, you just gave me another point. Yeah. Sort of like a resistance to train. Change. We learn from failure. Right, right. And if you and if you're so focused on being perfect, and if you're beating up on yourself in the moment that you fail, as opposed to reflecting on changes to make to not fail you sort of didn't reap the benefits of failing. Like, you beat up on yourself and you didn't get that reflective what-to-change piece. So, moving forward in this exercise, what does that look like? Yeah. So, there's two things that we have left to do. I think we're at a good part with your point, with your, with your points, with your comments on the advantages and disadvantages. So, now, we are going to put weights on advantages and disadvantages. So like I said before, the total is going to have to add up to 100. And we give more points to comments that hold more weight in our in your mind. So like if you think that disadvantages are significantly like the disadvantages are significantly like a higher cost than the advantages give you a benefit, then you might rank the disadvantages as 80. Like those dis- like the fact that those things are happening to me like, they are far worse than the benefits I'm getting from the advantages. Then you could give that advantage disadvantage score like a 90 because those are really bad things that are coming to us because we have this belief, and the advantages just don't make up for that. So you're going to put a number to the advantages. So, like, each, how powerful... Each individual one? No, the advantages on the whole. Like, how powerful they are versus how powerful the disadvantages are. 
Hey, man, we're doing the Peace and Purpose podcast. If it's less stress, that should be 100%. <laughs> yeah, man. Practice with, what you preach. With, with our season in consideration, but I don't want to bias your choice here about your numbers you're given. So... Um, We'll just give you a we'll give you a drum roll and you can tell you can tell everybody the numbers. <laughs> I can't do a drum roll sound drum roll sound. Um, All right. Are are we ready? Yeah. Give us give us your Here. numbers, chance. Don't don't look at the uh don't look at the screen, Corbin. I want you to take okay, a guess see. at what my what my numbers are. But I'll type it for reference so that it was there before. Okay, I'm, right, take I'm, closing, guess, I'm closing my eyes. Listeners, now before Corbin gives his guess, we want you guys to take a guess on what the percent would be. I'm going to say... Disadvantages... 70. Advantages 30. No, no, disadvantages 80. Advan- no, no, no. Okay, sorry. My original answer. Disadvantages 70. Advantages 30. Disadvantage is 80. Oh, man. I was going to change it to that. Advantage is 20. Oh. I should have oh told everyone God. to pause it pause it, and take your guess. I, I love oh my why. I love the whole guessing game. So. We should have had them pause it and do that. Okay. We can. We, we might. Can. Let's put, we'll put an edit Maybe. in, and it's going to be hilarious to you guys because we, we're going to say after the fact, like, this audio file is going to be after we already said, take your guess, and then we're going to get here and be like, we should add that. <laughs> We're going to keep it all in there, and we're going to make it sound funny, too, where you can tell it's all out of whack, and you're going to be like, what? Did they edit that in there? And then you're going to listen to the aftermath of it, and they'll be like, yeah, they did. Chance, also, if you could, we haven't done this yet, but maybe one thing you could edit into the episode is like an actual drum roll sound. I don't know if you'll, if I mean, maybe we could try that. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, let's do it. I'll, I'll, it should be plausible. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Well, chance chances our audio whiz. So, um, that's a compliment. That's a I don't know about all that. Oh, oh, come on! You you're you're quite you're quite good at it. Um, well, thank yeah. you. So, chance you've got twenty for advantages, eighty for disadvantages. So, what does that mean about this belief? That we're moving forward in the right direction, away from performance perfectionism. Okay, great. So. You think so? You thought that it it is not serving you um, as much as it is as costing you. Like it's not your your benefit your cost benefit analysis, which is what this technique is called, um, is weighted so heavily on the cost side. You now want to change that belief. So that takes us directly into our final step, and that is modifying a self defeating belief. So chance right here, we're going to modify that belief into something that's more helpful for you. So the key behind this is we want to modify your belief in a way that we erase the disadvantages of the belief, or yeah, we erase the disadvantages of the belief while keeping all the advantages. So now's the time we're going to think about verbiage of the belief and then sort of reframe the belief in a way that we lose those disadvantages. So Chance, your disadvantages seem to be that it's stressful to be so to be so expecting of perfectionism all the time. Um, that you don't get to enjoy the little things in your life 
because you are so self-critical of whenever things don't go perfectly for you. And you struggle to learn from failure because you're preoccupied with self-deprecation um, in your mind, your thoughts getting after yourself. So what way can you come up with another belief surrounding your performance that will allow you to get rid of those disadvantages while keeping your advantages, which are um, that it drives you to achieve what you set your mind to, that you derive, you get more commitment out of that um, because you because you had perfectionism, and that it keeps you from getting too lazy. So how can you think of a way to phrase it that you keep the advantages and leave out the disadvantages? I can be driven... I can be driven and accomplished in contribution with my failures as they will allow me to grow. My failures will allow me to achieve what I set my mind to. What are you thinking on this? Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's okay. So we're going after... We're going after the fact that perfectionism is the best way to, like, not that you would be perfect, like, everybody would want to be perfect, I think, you know, like, if, so we could compare ourselves and think we're better than, you know, you know, what we would be if we weren't perfect, you know, whatever. Um, but we're going against the downside of trying to be perfect all the time when we aren't. So, a way you could think about it, so, the self-defeating belief out of the list here is okay so the phrase for it would be i must never fail or make a mistake so you got to take that sentence and make it be you know i must fail Um, to learn to grow and accomplish the things that i would like how about this how about no one is perfect, myself included, and that is okay. When I do things well, I will appreciate that and celebrate myself on that. Because the fact that I did something well is is overachieving. I like it. And whenever whenever I do things well... That isn't expected to be the norm. When I do something well, that's exemplary. But whenever I don't do things perfectly, which we wouldn't do things perfectly anyway, whenever I don't do a great job, that's okay too. Because as people, that's sort of our default mode, and that's okay. Hey, I like it. It's a new mindset to have. Like... And think about it. Like, that's not human nature. Like, we're not perfect. Like, that's not a reality. So, so Chance, can you, can you give me another, another thought, maybe, that, or another belief that you would replace, um, I must never fail or make a mistake? It... Another question I have for you before, we get, before you answer that is, do you think, can, can you have fun without being good or perfect at the thing that you're that is fun to you? Like is there anything in your life that is fun to you without you being good at it? 
Yes. Okay. What's that? Can you think of anything or reading? Reading. <laughs> okay. Hey, that, that that's all good. Spanish. Okay. Yeah, chances of learning Spanish. That's that's pretty cool. Well, good. Cuz some people from what I've read in this book they don't they have a belief that along with the perfectionism and maybe part of the genesis of it is nothing it's not enjoy like i have to be really good at something in order for it to be enjoyable for me so i'm glad that you don't necessarily have that tendency across the board i mean you may have it in some things but i'm glad you've got like reading learning spanish things like that that you necessarily don't feel that you're super good at but you can still enjoy it so i'm glad that it's not to that level so that's good so, can you give I me think, one more for... Oh, what were you going to say? I just think that's really good to realize because those things in my life are, are kind of like that. That's That was the... For the reason for the little bit of the pause there, um, work right now is probably my primary thing that I enjoy that I consider myself not that good at at this time. And when I good. say not that good, it, not to the standards that I would like to be. Well, I'm really glad to hear that you're enjoying that. Enjoying that. Um, yeah, so you're saying that a lot of the things you do feel like you have to be good at to enjoy? Oftentimes, yeah, that is the case. Okay. Well, that's a good thing to identify, too. Um, so what... There is a tech, another technique. We won't do it in this because it actually takes you going out and trying it out. It's a, sort of an experimental technique is... There is a like anticipated joy or something like that technique where you list an activity and you rate it about like you you rate these you have these activities and you rate you know how good you are at it basically and then you write what how much you expect to enjoy it that activity so you've got how the activity how good you think you are at it how much you expect to enjoy it. And then you go participate in the activity. You come back and you write how much you actually enjoyed it. And there, I don't know if there was an example in the book and a client that um, Dr. Burns worked with who was a perfectionist. And he actually came back with, um, there was one story where he was doing like housework. Like he was doing like some plumbing work, I believe. And this guy was a, um, a, medical school professor, very revered, very, you know, in in worldly worldly terms would be considered successful. And he always thought that he had to be really good at something in order to enjoy it. Um, and whenever he, you know, did his joy anticipation technique and, you know, wrote how good he thought he was at fixing the sink and then how much he thought he'd enjoy it. I think his enjoyment was like what he like what he thought he would enjoy, anticipated joy, was like five or ten percent out of a hundred. And then he did this, and I mean it literally took him all day to, to fix the sink and like he kept like running to lows and coming back and like messing up parts and all sorts of things with the with the piping. And at the end of it, like it was like ten o'clock at night, he got it right and he fixed it. And he just went into this state of euphoria, 
just like this vibrant, just peaceful, like, yes, awesome, like, this is a great moment to be living in moment. And went back and rated his perceived joy at 100. And it just proved to him that he didn't need to be perfect or amazing at something in order for him to enjoy that. And that helped him to get over his perfectionist tendency. Because it at the bottom of those beliefs, you know, you're sort of using them, some of them, to ensure that you have some pleasure or some joy in your life. Um, so, Chance, hopefully that gave you some, um, or maybe we'll give you some time now to, before we sign off here, for you to give us a modified belief for that for your performance perfectionism. As far as what we were observing earlier, like a, a statement that... Yeah, that, that allows you it. to... No, no, no. That allows you to get rid of the disadvantages and keep all the advantages that you wrote down. So, like, what's what's a way to to make it to make the verbiage do that, so that now you can think that and and sort of wire that into your mind without failure, I won't grow, and growth engulfs all of okay. my advantages. so without failure, you won't grow so I mean, that's the that. simplistic version. And knowing that growth will engulf all of my advantages. Growth will... Okay. Maybe. So growth will take care... That'll. So growth... Growing will allow you to... Oh, yeah. To keep the advantages. So his advantages, to remind you guys, are 100% commitment. It keeps you from being lazy. So, yeah, I can see that with keeps you from being lazy. Like, you're able now to observe failure as opposed to beat yourself up and the fact that you're growing through that failure motivates you and keeps you from being lazy like you don't fall into that hole of self-loathing and now you are motivated that's cool yes that is really sweet man and then that's maybe gives you drive like your his other advantage was driven to achieve what i set my mind to like it sort of lights that fire under your butt so you can keep going forward because you see you're growing from failure? Yeah, you explained it better than I did, or I was going to. <laughs> okay, I got you. Um, so how does that help you to keep the 100% commitment piece to your goals? I'm not sure. My brain's going blank. It's past my bedtime. That's okay. Um, I'm sorry. That's all good, man. We can we can wrap just in a sec here. Um, so, but do you think that would be a good strategy for being less stressed and being oh, less anxious? Of yeah, okay. I would enjoy those things. That it would be a flip of turning my frustrations into enjoyment and laughing yeah. at the little time and let the at the little things. And and you have the capability to laugh because you understand some of those things about being human and how you how we do grow as people exactly okay and yeah now you get to know you literally you said it you 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 block out the disadvantage because now you do get to learn from failure where you said before you didn't get to now you get to enjoy the things that you wouldn't be able to enjoy before but because you were being so self-loathing and now you're not having the stress of having to live up to your own unattainable expectations so Chance, can you give us your old belief 
All right. Uh, can you give us your old belief and then your new belief? My old belief was I must never fail or make a mistake. My new belief is failure creates growth. Failure creates growth. Great, man. Good. So I think we're, we'll wrap on that. I think Chance's brain is fried, and honestly, my brain is pretty fried. It's been been a long day. We're recording this at uh, at night, so so yeah, cool. Well, like I said before, um, the Facebook page, and I'm sure we've mentioned we'll mention this in um, some of our outtakes and intakes here for this podcast. But our Facebook page is a great way to interact with us. It is a great way to um, meet other people in our peace and purpose community as we get the as we begin to expand and tell people about our podcast. Um, it's also a great place for you to inquire with us if you'd like if you have been transformed by something in the show and you feel like you should share that with the community in order to benefit other people's lives. We'd love to have you on the show. Um, zoom in or FaceTime in and we'd love to get to know you as well. Um, and finally with the Facebook, that is where and we've already posted some things about this for our previous episode. Um, the one from last week, uh, episode five, that is. But we're going to be posting resources like these self-defeating beliefs, like the daily mood log from last week, and lots of other things. So we'll have some free resources on there, and we'll also have some paid resources on there. Um, we're looking to get a, a peace and purpose store or shop up on Facebook. And on there we'll have um, ways for you to get to books, uh, products or services that we um, we really think would be beneficial for you and um, that would supplement this podcast in a nice way to continue to to accelerate your um, your quality of life and to um, be a nice like I said um, accessory to the podcast and plus to get some perspective from some people that aren't us um, and that are maybe experts in the field so Chance, um, do you have a challenge for us out of this, I guess, for, for other people to sort of do the similar exercise once we post it? Yeah, so we'll send the, well, we po- we will post these different, and there's, there's I think, a little over 20. Yep, there's 23. I would say pick the one that would be most applicable to you. So I would do... Hopefully, if you've already participated in the Daily Mood Log um, last week, you can go from there kind of like I did with my experience and find what, how that correlates, uh, which number that would correlate for you, and then walk through the same process that I had walked through that Corbin kind of guided me through. You know, if you need to go back to the podcast to see what that specifically looked like. Um, but try to, you know, the end result would be come up with a statement that contradicts you know that challenge that you were experiencing um, and then try to make that a big change in your life and see if you can find some some peace and purpose in that so yeah. that's the challenge for today but otherwise uh, at least on my end truly appreciate we truly appreciate having um, having y'all um, we hope that this is making a change in your life uh, speaking for myself it's making a change in mine simply like i said with our conversations in general um but thank you for tuning in we hope you all have a wonderful yeah. week and one final comment before we get off here we were chance actually showed us we have a host service called uh, red circle 
and we were looking on there and looking at our analytics about who has been listening, and we saw some interesting places. One particularly that stood out to me was somebody, um, a lot of downloads from Wales in uh, the United Kingdom, I believe. So, shout out, whoever you are or whoever the, the multiple people are, um, that that's awesome, and we just want to say hello from the United States. Woohoo! <laughs> but but anyway, well, and then taking that new belief that you have at the end and trying to wire that into your brain and help to make that change so that you can feel better and less anxious and stressed and a little bit more joyful. So we hope you guys have a fantastic week. We love you and we look forward to engaging with you and getting to know you in the future. If you are enjoying or benefiting from our show and you'd like to spread the love, you can do so by subscribing, downloading, and telling your friends and family about us, especially if you feel that they could benefit as well. Also, if you'd like to access our show notes, which includes any resources that we may speak about during the show, you can do so by clicking the down arrow, the details button, or the abridged paragraph, depending on the platform from which you are listening. We want to thank you for your continued support. We really appreciate it. The Peace and Purpose podcast is a participant in the Amazon Services LLC Associates program, an affiliate advertising program designed to provide means for creators to earn advertising revenue by advertising and linking to Amazon.com. Both our show notes, and if you'd like to access our show notes, click the down arrow below our graphic or the details button if you're listening on Apple Podcast. And our Facebook page, the link to which you can find in our show notes, may also include affiliate links to Amazon and its affiliate sites. We want to make you aware that the Peace and Purpose podcast will make a referral commission at no cost to you if you choose to use our link to make your purchase. Using our links is a good way to show your support for our show if you have the means and feel so called. Thank you for joining us on the Peace and Purpose podcast. See you next week.